going to go for right. an intro? Nah, I'm all out on this one. Oh, let's rant uh, about actually. Let's rant about so an interesting. Uh, so this is totally unrelated to everything. Oh, okay. So do, have you? Unlike did us. you hear about? Um, did you hear about like how all those people like dying on Everest in the last like couple of weeks? No. Have you heard about that? No. Apparently, like eleven people have died Jesus. at the base camp. Like my, trekking to the base camp. My mate went to base camp. Like, yeah, do you want to like maybe send him a text or something? Six weeks ago. Has he no, come he's back? Okay. Have, you, have you contacted him? Oh, yeah, okay, he's cool. okay. Yeah, apparently like eleven people have died. So there's been like he got uh, real sick. Too. I'm gonna butcher this. I'm gonna butcher this. But there's been like maybe I don't know. It's either thirty something or sixty something deaths in the, the hundred years or whatever that they're doing it. But eleven of them have happened in the last week. Fuck. Well, the last two weeks, yeah. Yeah, right. So apparently, like, they... I was reading a story of this guy who... He was part of the Seven Summit Club. So, it's, like, the seven highest peaks of the world. And he climbed this one, but he... On the way down, he died. And... Is this just base camp or, like, no, the no, top? No. So, people are dying at base camp. People people fucking dying everywhere, bro. All right? They're fucking dying all over the so nah, moral, I'm dramatizing that. I'm dramatizing. Moral of the story, don't climb mountains. I'm dramatizing that a lot. But anyway, there's been a large amount of deaths in, in Everest and there's... They, they think it's got to do with like the Nepalese government have given like more permits than usual to get people to take people to the, to the summit, right? So there's, they're hypothesizing that the reason why this particular dude, for example, died is because there's so much traffic on the mountain that they have to wait too in long. the... Because once you go beyond a certain point, bro, like you're fucking dying every yeah. second that you're up there because you don't have this, the amount of oxygen needed to... Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, maintain normal function. So if you're it's like, oh yeah, cheers, mate, grab a ticket, just stand in line, you know? And then all of a sudden, like he's got edema in the lungs, edema in the brain, he's fucking dead. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, fuck man, that's crazy. And then there's like all these like cowboy, because um, of the, the the permits, more people, there's these like cowboy trekking companies yeah. that are taking these people and they're like, I don't know like if you have to do like a fitness test or anything like that. I, I, I think it would be pretty hard to do, but they're taking people that aren't fit enough to get to the summit. Yeah. So once they get to a point where like they're too sick, because I, I kind of read a little bit up about altitude sickness, but it's like, it kind of sounds like you don't know you have it until it's too late. Yeah. You get like a bit delirious and you start to think, you know, like you're not thinking properly. And, yeah. There's fluid build up in your lungs and, you know, you've got this headache and shit. And it's just like once it goes <coughs> too far, you're like, uh, this person needs to go to a hospital. I yeah. actually read a story of this chick who got it that bad and she had to trek two days to a hospital. But then got to a point where she couldn't move anymore and they just got within phone reception. Yeah. And they had to Halle lift yeah, her yeah. to hospital and shit. And like she could have, they said to her, like, you would have died 100%. Don't they all just like <laughs> take a nap? Isn't that how you go? You're just like, I need to lay down. Yeah, I'd say it'd be something over. along those lines. So, yeah. But yeah, it's just like, fuck, man. I couldn't believe that. Like 11 people. Yeah, um, my mate got real sick. Um, so he's got, he's a marathon runner. So his, heart, his resting heart rate's like fucking 42 or something. Oh, like me. Yeah. I've got data, bro. Do you want me, okay. do you want me to right. pull it right. out? Right. There you go. Um, so yeah, it's got like low blood, blood pressure, really low resting heart rate. Um, had some like heart complications a couple of years ago just from training too much. Anyway, so um, yeah, just kind of assumed that because he was so fit, I think that he'd be all right. Um, I mean, he's from Sheps. It's like there's not a lot of hills to climb out there. <laughs> so yeah. a lot of uh, yeah. training, altitude training you can do in country Victoria. Um, and yeah, like it, it really 
beat him up a lot. Yeah. But he said it's the hardest thing he's ever done. Yeah, I think like the other, like obviously they're trying to come up with rationale behind why it's happening. But another hypothesis they came up with is like now there's like roads to this, like to the base camp where normally you would have to trek a certain amount of time. And because you're trekking there over days, you that each, yeah, where you're going up X amount of thousands of meters or, you know, or high, high above sea level over time slower yeah where you've, when you're driving it's just like you know too quick and yep. then you get out and it's like your body hasn't adapted to essentially like trying to extract oxygen out of the air like breathing through a straw yeah probably pretty shit analogy but anyway um similar um and then yeah like they just can't deal with it and they're saying that like there's this like because it, it's funny they're like blaming like heaps of shit um, they're saying like you know the social media and like you know just that desire to like show the world like what you've done. Um, they almost developed this thing that they call like summit fever, and it's like where people who are struggling, like other people, will just leave them behind. Yeah, like right. they won't help them if yeah, they're fucking yeah. dying because they want to make the summit. So it's like if we all trekked out, and I probably would be would be the first one not to make it. Actually, you would be the first one not to make <laughs> Let's it. Let's be honest. Yeah, you, we, we walk to the coffee shop, and your fucking heart rates through the roof. <laughs> and it's like me and Tam are just like, yeah, you know what? Fuck this guy, man. Let's go to the summit, yeah. bro. Let's get that selfie. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like just point out the exercise to, bike in the corner of my lounge. <laughs> I am addressing got cobwebs on it. No, I'm kidding. Kidding. <laughs> Yeah, so they, you know, they were saying like, um, yeah, just that um, desire to just reach the top and have this like achievement and be able to show everybody yeah. is higher than your fellow person's well-being. Mm. So yeah, I just thought that was fucking like Nick level. Welcome to the STC Fit <laughs> Learning Podcast. Just discredit Jason's story. Where we talk about climbing Mount Everest. Were we Digimon, Pokemon last episode? Yeah. Yeah, male appendages, enlargements. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that this is what happens when Jason when does the intro. <laughs> hey, you asked if I had a good story. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. I, I had another story to tell, but I couldn't. Oh, have you watched um, Chernobyl yet? The no. series? Bro, you've got to get on it. Like, I'm not a TV show watcher. Like, um, you know, sorry, Tam. Uh, Game of Thrones? Like, nah, I'm, I'm not in. All right. But this TV show is just fucking fascinating, man. It's about the nuclear power plant yeah. and how it like exploded and all these people that, yeah, you know, they're like, oh, there's not that much radiation about, but there is, but still go in and die. And yeah. Yeah. And then they have to like clear up the whole country. And at that time it was like the Soviet Union. So they were like, the Soviet Union can't have a nuclear power plant blow up. So they're just in denial the whole time. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. So for anyone at home, I will have uh, to get on it. it. Yeah. But I, don't, I, I was going to talk a little bit more about it, but I don't want to ruin it for people. Yeah, don't, because I want to watch it. Yeah, so yeah. But it's not like a... You can kind of see what's going to happen. And if you read up about it too, like, because obviously I went and um, did the whole, like, you know, Wikipedia Because nerd life. Yeah, well, when something happens, I just, like, want to know the ins and outs of it. Yeah. And you can kind of tell what's going to happen. Like, yeah. Because it's a true... It's based on true events, sorry, not... It's funny. Based oh, on right. True so events. it's like a... Uh, drama mentry. Yeah, yeah. So... When it says based on true events, it's probably like, you know, reactor exploded, radiation went everywhere. So are there like that's probably the characters only true, and shit in it? That's probably the only true events. Well, it's based around, the, like the story is kind of centralized around this consultant who's a nuclear, yeah, he's so a nuclear consultant and he was hired to- so it's, it's not a documentary, it's actually- Nah, he was kind of like hired to brush things under the carpet, but then he was just like, I'm, I can't do that. Docudrama. Yeah. yeah so I don't know how true that- part of it was mm -hmm. i haven't got down to the nerding out bit 
where we find that. Mm-hmm. But um, bro, like if there's, you know, people like, oh, you know, if the, I wouldn't want to, the worst way to go would be like drowning or burnt on fire. It's like, no, no, no. Get this exposed to like fucking ridiculous amounts of gamma radiation. It's like, go and watch that. That's like, they basically like microwave from the inside over like three weeks. And there's no, like, yes, I know it's a TV show, but I read up about it. So I'm a genius now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am now an expert like everyone else's social media. Um, and you basically like can't treat them with like painkillers. Morphine doesn't work. And they yeah. just melt. Like Fuck. their cells literally just explode on the inside. And that happens over three weeks. So it'd be the most excruciating death ever. So you go. It's a good time to. Uh, so what a way to lead into a yeah, so the, podcast. The podcast is brought to you. Brought by to you SDC by. Fit Hit them, Ben. Hit them. <laughs> the SDC Fit Learning Academy for uh, new PTs in the mentorship and established PTs into the academy. Check out the link on our Instagram bio for all the information on that. Mm-hmm. SDCFit.com for online training services. I like the. Mm-hmm. You need to yeah, do that every time. Like, I like it. I'm the sound. Well, until we get these sound effects going on the board, Tan. <laughs> it's not. Like, they're not coming. Yeah, you, know, you get your hands out of that bag of <laughs> dried uh, gu- uh, jerky. I was going to call it Gucci then. <laughs> dried jerky and start hitting the soundboard. I'll well, have to make can, it for us. If we can get you up to Queensland, me and you will just figure out how to yeah, work I mean, it. I, by the sound of it, I'm going to Queensland. You definitely are. It's organized. It's organized. <laughs> I, just, I just haven't committed yet. <laughs> we know you're coming. You just haven't yeah, said it out loud. I just loud. haven't. I haven't just. Yeah, I because, just haven't said it out loud. Because you yet. can't say it out loud until you officially have spoken to your wife. You know what's funny? You know when um, we're talking to Aaron and he was like, um, I said something about it. I had to ask Stephanie's like, he's not coming. And then you're like, he'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steph. I told Steph. No, I said that to Steph and she was just, she's just laughing. She's just laughing the whole time. Because, you know, there's probably people out there like, you know, yeah. I'll go run past the old ball and chain, mate. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. say it as a joke, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got the same question, like, because obviously I'm going for a month. Um, my and my mates is like, is she letting you go yeah. for four weeks? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. It's just four weeks then. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I'll come back. Yeah, that's it. Um, all right, drifting all over the joint this episode. So before we get into the content, still more yeah. segues. You just touched on something that is, I find interesting because I like to assess humanity as a whole. Mm-hmm. It's very, don't do it too much to make you sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're just going to lower our voices an octave right. as we dive In, into Insert the, some form of music to set Jason, the tone. We're going to try and delve into Jason's philosophical side. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, the concept there. of like this base camp or this camp, base camp, what you call it? Fever? Uh, fever. Base camp fever. No, um, no, it's called summit fever. Summit, summit fever. fever. So like the so idea of like- out of your fellow man's health. Fuck, fuck this human. I need to go get a selfie. Yeah. So here, this kind of discussed a little bit of like, would you still lift weights if it wasn't for the gram? Yep. Um, we were pre-Instagram trainers. Yeah. Um, which as PTs and as- um, so we can be considered like actual online coaches now. Yeah. Because we were coaches before. First. Before we were actual coaches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that hurt yeah. my head. <laughs> I, didn't just, I didn't just get my set three and then call myself an online coach without yeah. stepping in the gym. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Even curious. Even Tam rolled his eyes then. Yeah. Get him, Tam. <laughs> <laughs> um, about, do you see it much in your gym? 
that like people are just obviously claiming training to post it on Instagram. Um, uh, don't get it too much. No, I don't have a. We don't have a culture like that at our club. Yeah, I can see it at other places. I think I I would probably stand out as that guy in my gym because like that's how I have to market my business. Yeah. Um. So I have to film everything, or maybe that's just an excuse I use. Who knows? Like maybe <laughs> if I stopped working as a coach, would I still film it and put it on Instagram? Maybe I don't know. It's hard to say. I uh, are you? Do you mean like people just film it to put it to put what they're doing out there? Like they don't they don't they're not filming stuff just like for their own collection of stuff. Yeah, and even just like their motivation to go to the gym is to post a hot selfie in the mirror in the bathroom on the way out. Yeah, I don't... And to get likes and I don't, I people look, sliding into their DMs. I don't, I don't see it at our club, but I don't... I'm the... You know like how Jordan's like... The other Jordan's like the dude that just doesn't really... Jenta. Uh, he doesn't associate himself Poor with... Poor Jenta. Yeah, so... The other Jordan. He's always the yeah, other Jordan. Yeah, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I you know, I he's mean, just like, concept. I don't watch that TV show. I don't do yeah. this. I don't, yeah, so I'm that guy. Yeah. I'm that guy when it comes to social media. I go on there, I follow people I like. You know, if I see something that's cool, I'll click on it. You know, I'll give someone... So a, if we had a headset, we'd just tell Tam to talk? I'd give someone a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. Because no, I just don't... <laughs> I don't pay enough attention. And then when I'm on the gym floor and, and in my gym especially, and I make sure that I let everybody know it as well, it's like I just have fucking mad tunnel vision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I yeah, don't pay I attention. I don't pay attention to anybody. Um, and it's not- um, So funny. It's not purposeful. Like it's 100% <laughs> accidental. Like I've got appointments to do, yeah. a workout to do. I'm like, I need to do shit. I've so, got to get out of here. Leave me alone. <laughs> a, a little story on that. So um, just a little shout out to Good Life Esteban. When this comes out, I'll officially have left. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for two years of my life. The good times. Um, the personal training manager's like, oh, are you going to organize going away drinks? I'm like, no. Yeah. It's like, oh, come on. I'll come. Like, be awesome. I'm like, dude, the only two people that are going to miss me is you and Chantel, who's an STC fit trainer that I'm actually going to see twice a week still anyway. He was like, oh. Like, I don't fucking talk to anyone, bro. I come and train, I go home. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. say ho- hello to 15 people a day that know nothing about me. Yeah. I know nothing about them. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm just not in that. Because I got there when I was already that old cranky guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so an old cranky guy. Already, I think like, I anyway. People are like, bullshit. <laughs> six years into my career, seven years into my career when I got there. So I was like, I'm not here to sit in the tea room and yeah talk shit yeah but i think um but yeah you- that uh, there's got to be people sorry jason no, to you interrupt are. you just thought i'd make there's, it known that you it is interesting to consider like because i sounds like i scroll the grams a little bit more than you um just to wonder like okay so just if, a little bit. if the if the instagram likes and stuff and the recognition went away how many people would stay in the gym yeah, well, honestly, I think um, if that, if all that stuff went away, like how many people would actually do like good shit for people as well though? Like it's true. Um, you can actually do good deeds for people without having to tell the world as well. Mm. Um, like that actually happens or mm. should happen. Sorry. Like I don't need to know that you've gone and bought dinner for someone who had no money and shit. Like yeah. it's cool. Like good on you. Yeah. Tap you on the back. Like sweet. Cool. Yeah. It's a weird um, or Dynamic like I, went though, I gave, also see I went the other, gave like drinks to people when it was hot like sweet yeah I also see the other side of that of like an overall awareness of doing nice shit 
makes other people think of it, but then there's also that like little bit of yeah, but it's like narcissistic. Why? I think it's more the me. motivations behind it, like the um. I don't want to talk about it, but I'm going to. So my wife is probably one of the most heartful people ever. Because like, biggest example is like, I got a mad shoe collection. And if anyone knows, I got that many shoes, I forget I've got them. I find <laughs> shoes and I'm like, fuck, are these new? And then I look at the receipt and I bought them like two years ago. <laughs> anyway, and she came home and she's like, uh, do you wear, are there any shoes that you don't wear? And I'm like, I don't wear fucking heaps of them. Why? She's like, what size are you? I'm like, I've got a midget foot, size 10. And she's like, okay, so there's a boy That's in my okay. class. No, His parents have got no money yeah. and he needs new shoes. Yeah. So he's like, can I give your a pair of your shoes to this kid? Yeah. I'm like, sweet. So yeah. gave the shoes and she gives them. But like, there's no like, oh, I gave a, guy, a kid who's got no money. His parents got no money yeah, shoes. Yeah. Like, it's just a good deed. Yeah. Like, you know, she buys them food every week. Yeah. Like we go shopping and we buy for us and 30 kids that need chips and stuff yeah. because their parents don't have the money to feed them. Yeah. Doesn't get put out. So I'm not, I don't want everyone to go and think that's, you know, cool step out and say she's a good Samaritan, but she is. Um, but she doesn't like limelight anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a good example of like, you can do good deeds without having to like let everybody know like a good deed is just something that you want to do like you're not motivated to go oh i'm gonna do this good deed like i'm gonna give this homeless dude some money but i'm gonna make sure i film it at the same time so i can show the world like yeah because likes yeah you know making it yeah like making a movement of change or doing good deeds is like a different it's a different thing Mm. you know it's a different movement it's not i'm just gonna do this so like everyone thinks that like i'm really cool and shit yeah you know and i just think like just always check your motivations when you're doing something like that yeah um you know, yeah, it's just like my little gripe of that shit like that. I like it. So, but if like we trekked up to the summit, bro, and you weren't feeling well, man, I'd stay with you. Thanks, bro. Sorry, man. I appreciate well, it. You could always go back to the summit another time when you, if and when you ever get fit. So, <laughs> so I mean, I'm never going either because I'll probably like, I was, step out onto the airport and start gasping for it. Yeah. I was fit once. <laughs> that year that we boxed, I was fit. That was, I experienced it. I didn't like it. I'm over it. Tell you what, speaking <laughs> of fit, speaking of fit and just fitness, um, like I've been, doing like maybe about two two and a half hours of cycling a week not in a, one session because that's <laughs> certainly not going to happen um but i just set like a time a time frame well i have to set a, an amount of energy burnt for time and i just try and do it as fast as i can yeah and uh yeah i've been doing it for like a month and like i just feel good mm-hmm. yeah it's just amazing how like the dose rela- the dose dependent relationship of like cardio ex- exercise is quite quick yeah it's like you know increase the like the amount of frequency doing it you'll get the benefits quickly and then you can kind of taper back yeah maintain that's really easy. Yeah, yeah yeah so and it's something that i've really been trying to drive with a few of my clients and it's just funny because we you know that discussion we had with aaron this morning yeah or wasn't that discussion like he just got heated and we listened um, <laughs> but it was good because that's what we always do it's like hey i want to win to somebody listen to me <laughs> what do you guys think yeah Let me be mad yeah we agree too <laughs> like yeah but um it, like it just further come like follows on from that mm. is that yeah it's just like looking at full circle um things and always understanding like how something that could potentially like potentially be unrelated can be related in some way yeah like like doing cardio and being fit and being a power lifter for example yeah. you know yeah i've been doing an hour trying to do three 20 minute blocks yeah um usually average at least two but this the last couple of weeks have actually just put focused on steps um, just getting them out. They were actually, they were getting a bit disgusting. They were down like under 5,000 on average over a week. Yeah. I was like, that's not good. 
Yeah. Um, so they're kind of back around six and a half, seven. I wonder. Right? I wonder how with the um, cycling, I feel heaps better. I wonder how like because I haven't really kind of correlated the data, but like I wonder how closely linked steps are with someone's like overall cardiovascular <laughs> health and fitness though. It's like just because like just because you step eight thousand a day, does that mean that you're you know metabolically healthy or cardiovascularly healthy? Yeah. I just wonder. Because I feel like, like most things, we can take things too far as well. And it's like, we only work with steps. And it's like, oh, well, if I need to increase my um, cardiovascular fitness, then I just focus on my steps. Because there's people out there that that, do. that would probably take that approach more so. Yeah, because it's easy, um, right? It's an easy thing to just like, I'll just move around more during the day. Yeah, because um, it's like there's zones of heart rate that are going to influence you know, specific adaptations and it's like, I, I don't know if getting steps in is working in those zones that gives you that stimulus to get that adaptation. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, so to, yeah. to, I guess, contextualize that, like I did 11,000 steps the other day, like my Wednesday is my big PT day. So it's like easy. Yep. Still came home and did my 20 minutes on the bike. Yeah. So it's like, let's not pretend that that's all I need to do. We still need to. Yeah. Yeah. It just becomes a very narrow thought process to just work off. Like, you know, just going one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Like it's not, it's like, remember when I was getting (laughs) real salty about um, people like classify, like cleaning the house and going shopping as, you know, I didn't train, but I cleaned the house and um, I went and did the grocery shopping. It's like, yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. Cool story, man. Like, didn't elevate your heart rate, didn't exert. You just walked around the house with a fucking vacuum cleaner. Like, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So you need um, might have been there, but yeah. Yeah. So it's just something to, I just, I don't know. I was just curious to think, uh, to know your thoughts. Yeah. I think um, for weight management, um, as we were discussing off camera, um, and I can't do an accent, but calorie deficit. Um, I have a beanie on, not a hat. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so and you guys can read between the lines if you know you know yeah um <laughs> so there's more to life than a fucking calorie deficit yeah like so and now i've said fuck so i'm like we can we, we put can. this on instagram let's now. do it um so what you're talking about there is like cool so you moved around the house you did more um ex- non-exercise non activity yeah. great um so you burnt more calories so in theory weight loss wise great we don't just train for that. Yeah. We don't, most people don't just want a scale outcome. They want a body composition outcome. They want a health outcome. They want a psychological and physical well being outcome. They want mm. all this shit. So it's like, that's not going to come from standing up more. Yeah. Like that's, that's not yeah. a stimulus. It, improving the, the fitness of the cardiovascular system. I don't feel like is is hugely correlated with like losing weight. Like, sure, it's more less systemic stress on the body, but like, if you lost weight and it didn't involve fitness based movements, you get what I'm saying? Like aerobic bait. Like, you still need to work that system to get that fitness up. Like, yeah, if you want to be healthy, just because you've lost weight doesn't mean you're gonna yeah, have a fit. Because I can fucking put anyone on 900 calories and lose weight. Yeah, like a calorie deficit. But they're not coming out the end with better cardio no, fitness. and they don't. Nest, they don't like those things that we kind of mentioned. So they don't look better. They don't feel better. They don't. They're not mentally feeling better. Um, 
So it's like, cool, you are lighter on the scale and maybe you dropped a dress size, yeah. but... You still can't walk up two flights of stairs. Like, yeah. 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 And then on the outside of that, it's like you probably still don't really enjoy what you see in the mirror that much more either. Um, yeah, it's a big... Yeah, it's like, um, that. I just like the idea now of, again, it's just having that greater understanding of like all of the moving parts. And it's like, there's more to weight management like even just considering overall health there's more to it than just like how fat you are how heavy you are yeah you know all those things it's like working with markers of health and trying to keep yeah. people what's your sleep like what's your resting disease. blood pressure like what's yeah. your resting heart rate like what's your work capacity like they go far beyond managing someone's energy and yeah. energy yeah um, and i think that that would probably make the energy and energy yet scenario better anyway and we've talked about it we talked about it this morning with Aaron. We've talked about it very briefly with Luke as well when he was on. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, yeah, that whole thing's really starting to make sense. And um, like, we're kind of doing it anyway. I just didn't really know. But yeah. now it's just like another thing that so I a, like to think about. A good little setup that we will probably have Aaron on while you're in Queensland Ooh. with us. <laughs> um, so go just coming along apparently. Into this stuff. Yeah. And I was trying to get away from him. Fuck it. Oh shit, mate. You're trying to get away from your partner and bring me with you. <laughs> that's not weird. Yeah, that's that's clearly what she thinks now. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, yeah, this fucking suss as. No, yeah. Oh well. I'm in. <laughs> she go. doesn't listen There you go. Fine. I publicly said I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. But. So yeah, coming back to the Instagram thing, we t- we kind of touched on the training for the likes stuff. Um what I think is also happening is there is a focus on what can I post on Instagram versus what can I do for the client from personal trainers? Yep. So getting, we talked about in the last episode, like um, beginner versus novice versus intermediate lifters and stuff like that and, and weight expectations and things like that. There's also a technical demand to that. Yep. Um, and being able to actually be proficient at those lifts. Now, when we talk about those, we were cl- we clarified in the last episode that like you should be calculating. If you're a novice, you should be calculating your 1RM using calculators, not via doing a 1RM because the likelihood of you've got the total strength control profile to fail safely is unlikely. Yeah. Um, and that's how I deem someone should be able to test their 1RM is can you do six reps, stay in position and fail the seventh? Yep. And if you can, then sure, then we can start looking at like actually maxing you out. Um, if you're still breaking down from fundamentals like errors within the lift, maybe it's not right for you just yet. So I'm seeing a lot of this with personal trainers around the place on Instagram as well. Just like loading people up to the point that they should not be loaded up to putting them in dangerous positions, which the only outcome that I can see is they did it to put a video up on Instagram. Well, I'm going to go and say that that's a large, a, a, a very large motivator for a lot of people out there, especially like maybe not probably partly our generation and the one following because yeah. it's such a big thing now but which one there's like two percent of pop of pts that are actually older than us 
<laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I guess it just comes down to that idea that if other people see, you know, cool shit, that they're going to get on board and you're going to be seen as that yeah. authority. It's just missing what makes one an authority at their at their their niche or yeah. like whatever field they're in. And it's not just like you know people doing cool shit. Yeah, because um, you know, so I know I know you. If anything, um, in my humble opinion, probably actually skew too far the other way of like, yeah. if it's not fucking bulletproof perfect, it ain't going up. Um, Smiling because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting to see, to hear, I guess, your opinion on it. Um, just the the idea that maybe success needs to be earned. Um, and maybe you need to get the runs on the board with your clients before you start worrying about what you're posting. I think I think it 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 just comes down to someone's individual morals behind all of this stuff. Like everyone's going to have a different thought process behind it. And look, I feel like there's a lot of naivety to most of it. Like they just don't know what they're looking for, mm. so they're just posting it. Like going, oh yeah, it's great. Like that's a good deadlift or a good squat or a good bench press or whatever. Um, there's probably a, a lot of naivety to it and like building that audience is more important than the content that they're putting out yeah. for a lot of people. Like they're just like, I just want to put content out for people to watch because I want an audience and that's what's going to drive, you know, this popularity or myself to become popular. I feel like there's people out there that probably see that as a as the formula. Yeah. Um, and then you got probably people that sway the other way um, and I definitely do. And it's, I just more have a different mindset towards it, man. It's mm. like if I'm in a position of influence and I'm putting things out, I've got to make sure that I'm dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And, yeah, you know, I'm, I don't want to put things out there that um, could be misleading and potentially different. And I, we probably have and it's just out of naivety. Yeah. Um, but I'm also not afraid for someone to come back at me and I'm like, yeah, I fucked it up. Like, yeah. You know, and we said that like during the week, you're like, learn to say I was wrong. So yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't really get, I don't really get the whole social thing. It's probably why I'm not good at it. I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just a nerd who likes personal training <laughs> and I like to make personal trainers good at stuff. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not the best person to talk about social media and what do you think about this? As it's like, I have like 4,000 followers. Like, yeah. And I just put stuff up that I feel like, and I just look at shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I put up a post in our Just Get Good group um, that didn't actually get your thoughts on at the time. It was like when we, and yes, I actually caveated this post at the start and said like, maybe it's me just pulling my dick a little bit. But like when we started in the education space, Jason really enjoyed that analogy. Um, <laughs> just because it could mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we actually started, and I don't, I think the hard part is when we started doing it was when it, it started in the industry anyway. So maybe if Instagram was available in our first year, we would have been posting straight away. But like, I think I worked it out. It was like uh, something like 5,000, four to 5,000 PT sessions I'd done before we launched um, 
stcfit.com and fatlosscoaching.net, which particularly fatlosscoaching.net was we'll starting to try and educate other people. Yep. So you would have done more, probably closer to 6,000 PT sessions. Yep. One, transformation challenges, improved our own physiques, had like 40 session a week businesses for three to five years, um, been in the industry a while, well-established, had the runs on the board. Do you think that now there's too much of a focus on putting education before actually getting in front of people and getting a result? Uh, I feel like people probably move to education way sooner than they should. Like, um, you know, I'm seeing people writing articles that have been PTs for like four months on like stuff. So things that they're not even qualified in. Yeah. They're talking about nutrition and the menstrual cycle and this and fucking mitochondria and shit. And I'm like, do you know how to squat, bro? Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, just work on the wheelhouse that you, that you need to own first. And then, yeah, put yourself in like imparting knowledge on people is infectious and it's a, it's a fucking, it's something that people are really passionate about. And I, I, I do get that because I love it. Yeah. Um, but there's, yeah, due course um, that needs to be done to impart knowledge on others. And a large part of being an educator is having like that in the trenches experience. Yeah. You know, um, just being in the front line and kind of just doing as well as learning because learnings regurgitating learning and present learning and presenting is regurgitating info yeah right in in the trenches learning is imparting you know experiences um the actual not like the the knowledge yeah. of the literature like and once you have that sorry to interrupt but once you have that in the trenches experience when you start learning you start learning with that experience too so you can start you think about things differently. Yeah, it's a, you'll be able to give more usable info, right? So if I went and said, if I found out some really cool training methodology or whatever, and I just read about it, and then I went and tried to get someone else to use it, and I didn't use it myself, yeah, and I didn't use it enough, all I could tell them is the ins and outs of it. Yeah. Right? But then if I used it with like 30 people, I could be like, this is best suited for this person. This is what's happened in this situation. Yep. We've gotten the best results actually doing it this way. You will see some people potentially get this. Yeah. All of a sudden, you you impart more usable knowledge onto someone rather than mm. just like the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah. So it's like all you're doing is transferring, like take this book and you're making it into this and then giving it to someone where like if you've got experience it goes through a filter. It's your own. Through, right? Yeah, it's a filter yeah. and then it becomes your own story. Yeah. And it's just elements of it that are from somewhere else. And that's where, that's what the beauty of teaching should be. It shouldn't be. And it, and it really is. It's like, at the end of the day, most of the stuff that's factual is the same. You know, like, yeah. Bad example. Like, the same example every time, but it's like, calorie deficit, calorie deficit. Like, muscle protein, synth oh, that's probably a different one because we're still learning a lot about that. But it's just like, the nuts and bolts are the same. Moving to people to the goalposts, like for you know, is the same. How you do it, a yep. little bit different. Yeah, you know, programming, for example, mm -hmm. nuts and bolts are the same. Yep. Sets, reps, RPE, you know, recovery, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like how you do it is based off that filter. Yeah. So yeah, I just think that like there's a due course that you need to take to be able to part knowledge and like so people our, know anyway. Our guys that are in their first year, 
within our mentorship? Like what? Um, what advice would you impart on them in the space that is right now? Would you suggest to become a standout trainer in their gym or a standout trainer on Instagram would be a primary goal? So the easiest way, and you can take this to anything. So it's like what, what fruit off the tree is going to feed you first? The ones that hang the lowest, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So if your fruit is coming from the gym, mm-hmm. pick it from there. Yep. It's like if your fruit comes from Instagram, pick it there. And it's yep. like that's... The big, the best piece of advice you can get for everyone, like you know, it's just like it, it cuts out the use doing the meaningless shit that gets the minimal return. It's like look at your tree that's get that feeds you in any facet of life, business, socially, yeah, PT, you know, whatever. And it's like, all right, what are the what are the fruits at the bottom? What do they involve? Yep. What do they give you? And it's like, okay, so pick those first because they're the ones that feed you and your family. So if you're in a health club and you're a personal trainer, that's going to be lead generation or getting leads. Yeah. Being able to contact them and get in front of them. Yeah. Some kind of sales strategy and then some kind of systemized approach to your business. Yep. And then you need to actually get the result and keep people. Yeah. And I think you just need to establish yourself as like, you know, all these people are trying to establish themselves as an authority in the online space. It's like establish yourself as an authority in your own gym. Yeah. It's like, you know, you want people walking in the door and going, I've heard about so-and-so. Um, or if that's not the case, go and make yourself that by doing the first thing and introducing yourself to someone. Yeah. You know, talk and walk in the floor. Like I had a this guy starting at our gym and he was, you know, first couple of days, it's always tough when you don't know what the fuck's going on. You yeah. Know? So I was like, walked in, no idea, you know, no pre weeks planning or anything so i was just like man you're gonna have the roughest fucking week ever <laughs> so i obviously was just like how you doing right and then he was just like oh this is shit i'm you know my friend told me to quit and just get and become a bodybuilder and just get famous on instagram i'm like okay so don't listen to your friend <laughs> i'm like because that's not fucking how it works i'm like so don't take that advice yeah because it's it, a you've signed a contract it's gonna cost you a lot yeah of money and it, but i was just like dude come on man yeah. like that's really simplistic thinking it's not that easy because yeah. everyone would be doing that yeah um, and it's like, uh, you might think they are, but it's just like the 4% of people you're looking on in social. It's like, that's not an yeah. indication of the real world. Yeah. It's one of my biggest peeves about spending too much time on social media. Yeah. It's just like you gave skewed reality of like what things really like. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I was like, well, what's your morning look like? Well, all right. He's like, oh, this person canceled, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, so you're in here right now sitting in the office. And I'm like, there's about 50 to 60 people in the gym who don't even know your fucking name. Yeah. So I'm like, why don't you go outside? Really easy place to go. So go out to the gym for Really easy way to do that is just start putting shit away, man. And I'm like, if anything, our, our gym needs it more than ever. <laughs> no one fucking puts this shit away. And I'm sick of doing it. <laughs> and everyone knows my name. Yeah. So I'm like, just go out and do that. And then like, you know, three or four days later, like it's just like, oh, I've got a client off the gym for And I'm like, yeah, it's just that simple. Like um, no one knows who you are. If you're hiding, no one knows who you are if you don't talk to them. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And through that, those things through that process, you will earn the clients if you're doing everything else right that we talk about, so education and that kind of stuff, um, then you will get the results that then your social media stuff will grow anyway because you've, if you're the big fish in your gym, then you 
getting the clients that you want, you're getting the buy-in, you're getting the result that you can then post and actually show an outcome rather than an idea. Yeah. And then people are drawn to the outcome because they want the outcome, not the idea. And boom, you actually start to create. Yeah, you just have more experience and you can just see it. You can just tell the difference between someone who's just imparting words from somewhere else on to someone else, someone who's imparting knowledge and experience onto someone else. Yeah. So we've been talking about, obviously, the last couple of episodes have been primarily targeted at personal trainers. Yeah. Uh, not everyone is a personal trainer. So if you're... If you're the client, if you put yourself in the client's shoes, what do you think that the client's actually looking for? What should they be looking for in their personal trainer? So that gives us a better idea if, if the PTs do want to know, what do I actually, what should I be doing if I want people to be attracted to working with me? So what does the client want? Do they, do yeah. they want to see you post an Instagram story about a calorie deficit? Is that what's going to draw them in to train with you? Or is it something that's like interactive or is it like this is client X that did this, did this, yeah. did this, did this and got this outcome? Well, I think it's so I think now we're talking a little bit more about like building that audience. So I think at the start you need to like, again, lowest hanging fruits going to be like sessions in the gym, experience in the front line, you know, experience like having conversations with people, you know, troubleshooting problems, all those kind of things. Yeah. I think like you should never neglect that at any time because those things can get tipped upside down real quick. Yeah. Your sessions can like get, you know, stripped from you in a matter of days. Yeah. So it's understanding that like that fruit's down the bottom, but it's always going to grow from the bottom. Mm. Like you're never going to pick it from the top. Yeah. So it's like, just be mindful that those things need to always be on your plate. Yeah. Then we go into like building your audience. So your audience. So before you keep going with that, I'm, um, we had a discussion during the week in the group call about like um, compound, like the compound the interest, compound interest effect or the compounding effect. Yeah. So if you're a personal trainer and so I, I can see where you're going with this and it's like, and now I need to build an audience based on the, the results I got with the low hanging fruit. Uh, maybe. I don't think it was. But okay. Anyway. So <laughs> I'm jumping in and steering the ship. Anyway. Go for it. You can steer it, mate. I'll take it off you soon. Because <laughs> um, with that compounding interest idea, like have a think about, we went into right into like, okay, so if you do this many sessions over time, you end up like having to do less because you're keeping people more, you're better at sales, blah, blah, blah. Just from the idea of like the compounding effort, if you can see 10 people and you listen to the previous episode and you can get them to um, novice level strength. Yep. That's 10 times you've been through that process. Yep. Um, so like you were talking about earlier, like you've now gotten to a point where I have 10 individuals with individual, maybe things I had to troubleshoot, um, individual psychology, personality, yeah. all of that stuff. So I learnt a lot from those first 10 people Yeah, that I was then able to, the 11th person was easier than the 10th person to get by in because I was able to go, well, I trained Jason. He had this 
ankle block and you've got something that's similar. I did this, it worked pretty well. Let's try it. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't quite work. Maybe do it this way like I did with Tam. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah. Cool. Or you're sitting down trying to build a vision of someone's like, cool, here's, I had a client that was just like you that did this, did this, did this. Yeah. Sweet. So you start to build like this um, confident and it makes you confident within yourself and then you can deliver that to the person as well. Um, but yeah, where were you going with the audience? Then? No, I was saying like, so the thing I feel, well, where I was going with it is like there's a lot of PTs out there putting their, their effort into things that don't fucking matter. And when you get your, like, when you first start out as a PT, like, no, like, you shouldn't give a rat's ass about Instagram and your audience. Mm-hmm. I really, do, I honestly believe that 100%. I'll argue to anybody who, who says otherwise. It's yep. like, why build an audience when you've got no experience and you don't know what to put on there? Yeah, if you don't have a full book first. Yeah. So it's like the things, you know, you need sessions, you need to pay rent, pay bills. Like, and at the end of the day, like, I love my job. But it's like it pays the bills. Mm. It's like that's what we're here for. Yep. So it's like you've got to service all those things alone and be proficient at how to run a business. And then it's like, okay, the audience thing matters. So when we take that next step now, we've got runs on the board, clients, experiences, etc. We're starting to work with a demographic of people that maybe they're, you know, it's starting to turn into a niche. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I've got an audience. So instead of like just putting out any bit and piece and whatever, it's like have an actual sit down and think about like what that client needs to know. Yeah. So it's like, all right, so what are, I don't know, 20 to 30 things that, that, that your client needs to know. Write them all down on a piece of paper. It could be how to squat. could be the protein sources. It could be the importance of sleep, why we need to drink X amount of water, right? Write them all down. All of a sudden, you've now got direction to give this information to your audience and you've just got to work on the skills of how to deliver it and what way you're going to deliver it to are you going to deliver it written video combination of both are you going to do q a's live etc you know and that's how you'd start to develop an audience but when you're doing this shit you're still on the phone still bringing in leads still doing appointments you're still asking questions troubleshooting things with your clients like none of those things like they're part of that cog in that wheel that like you can't take out yeah, and it's it's cool to write down that list and then just like go and Google why is it important to drink water. What's even better is Susie and I worked on bringing up her water. She now feels like this, 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 and this. Yeah, well, they're not things that like you don't need to, you're not like I would like to think that you're not going to write those 30 things down and then just go and get someone else's information and, and throw it on them and, and pretend like you know what's going on. It's like there are 30 things that if you don't know them enough, it's like go teach yourself those things. Yep. Um, and, it, and I say that more because that's when you start to become that authority. It's, you know, you have the knowledge and you're part of, com- combining it with the experience and you're actually getting more experience by being able to apply it to your clients. Yeah. Because if, if you don't want to put the effort in to do that, you may as well just like go and buy them a book on a topic every month and let them read it because you're not going to do it. Yeah. So you're just giving someone else's information to them anyway. You're not helping them apply it. So I just think like that's a really big thing that's missed. No one expects everyone to be an expert on everything. And once you go outside of your levels of expertise or scope, like you can just go, sweet, go over here. Yeah. Um, but you want to build an audience with shit that you know what, what the fuck is going on. Like yeah. you, it's your shit. 
you know, yeah. you don't want to talk about shit that you don't know about. And, you know, kind of, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, oh, I'm really passionate about this thing and I'm going to post it. And I just, I've still got it on my phone. So it's like articles about certain things and certain foods and all that. And I'm just like, what kind of message am I sending here? Yeah. And it's like, it's good information, but I don't really, like if someone comes back with questions and this and that, I'm like, I could answer them, but I don't want, I can't answer everything. Yeah. So okay. I'm not going to put it out there yet. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Like, I don't want to listen to someone talk to me who's been a PT for a minute, start telling me about, you know, the importance of like, you know, macronutrients and stuff. So you don't know the importance of them. Sorry, but you don't. Like, you're you're just learning how to do the PT stuff. I think that people want to, they look at like people in the industry that have established themselves and the level of knowledge. And they think that like, that's why other people follow them. When if they didn't get results, they wouldn't. They probably wouldn't follow them, or like getting the results was the first thing that attracted most of the foundation yeah. of followers. So I think. But don't get me wrong. There's people out there. Sorry to cut you off, but there's people out there that like they sell fucking smoke and mirrors, and it does annoy me. And we will leave it there. Oh, I want they, to know who it is. They sell that. They you know impart knowledge on people, and I don't really see a lot of runs on the board for it. But it's because it's cool shit. Okay. People really enjoy it. Yeah, you'll get there. Anyway, but it's not most of the time with the others, it's like there's runs on the board. Yeah. Body transformations, you know, good results with whoever. Mm. Um, and then they're starting to impart knowledge. And it's like that's kind of the line the the way you want to go about it. You wanna just focus on being in the gym. I know it's not fucking sexy, but like fuck man, it's like, train some people, yeah. Train some people. Yeah. And have a think about have a think about the ones um, that have lasted the test of time. And there's two types. It's either they've got a PhD. So they're like, got themselves to a level of education. It's like, yeah, you could probably be an authority. Yeah. Most of the time though, that's paired with results. Mm. And then there's the other ones that have like, just gotten shit loads of results yeah. over and over and over again. Um, so the, the people that come to mind is like, um, whether you agree with everything he says it does or not, um, Lane Norton's been around for fucking ever. He built bio lane off the back of getting people in really fucking good shape on stage. Yep. That was his thing. Then he kind of went into like, all right, now I'm going to start teaching people what I do. A lot of people like him. A lot of people don't like him, whatever. Um, another person that comes to mind is Phil Learning. Yeah. Beast. It's like just a fucking animal personal trainer that just got result after result after result. And yeah. now he's like coaching PTs and getting result after result after yeah. result. Like yeah. his his goal is just outcome yeah. for the person that he's working with. And these are people that have been around before the socials and been successful for fuck 10 years more, more 20 yeah. yeah like 10 years in the social space yeah sorry yeah, so yeah. how many how many people can you name that have done that there's very few yep. there's a lot of people that come and go and they, they're yeah. hot for a minute and then they disappear agreed so like they're the guys that um again one one of the other ones it's like you can decide whether how you feel personally about his information but charles poliquin did it yep. like got results everywhere and then went all right yeah. Now I'm going to start teaching people what I did. Yeah. Yeah. We're just, people are looking too far ahead and just forget like the step that needs to be taken 
in front of them. Yeah. Um, and it's you'll you'll have less stress, less anxiety, more productivity, you know, better results, yeah. better vision, which is probably better than anything. Because yeah. if you have better vision, all of those other things kind of fall into place when you just look at like what's exactly in front of you. And sure, you want to have vision for you know what's down the road but you don't want that vision to you know for you, to lose like you don't want it to lose sight of like what's, what's there in front, front of you right now yeah. you know um and i think that yeah, that's big. tying back to the start of this episode a lot of that comes from the social media influence yep because it's like oh like sohi lee has a big following that's why she's successful yeah so and she does this now she was successful before that and she's done mm-hmm. eight years of school to do that as well. Yeah, they're just looking at like how they're behaving now and how many followers. It's like, yeah, but like there was a time when she probably had like a hundred followers. Yeah, it's and like, she was like studying and you know getting churning the, these results to talk about. Like yeah. everybody started, everyone's looking at the end point. Yeah, it's like training like an elite lifter. Your first day in the gym. Yeah, it's not gonna work. Yeah, it's like there's a due course for yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there's a a um something I like, and it's a quote from Jordan Peterson, and like I'm not Something a misogynist. Jordan like Nazi or anything. It's all right, calm down. You're a prick, man. (laughs) Half our audience has turned on us. Um, So, and it's along the lines of, and I'm going to paraphrase so I don't butcher it, basically like get your own house in order before you cast judgment of the world. And I see there's pros and cons to this, but there's just this attitude of like um, the industry's fucked and it's like, okay, there's lots of problems with our industries. There's lots of fucking great things about it as well. Yeah. But There's problems in it. Are you positively influencing the industry by posting on social media that the industry's fucked? Would you be better off working with a full book of clients, affecting them, their friends, their family over a long period of time, creating a track record of success and then positively affecting the rest of the industry by imparting your knowledge you don't have the practical knowledge yet because you haven't shown it yeah that's just my little two cents i was like get your own shit in order mm-hmm. once you've got a full book and you're knocking out these results then cool jump on instagram and put your hat backwards and drop the c-bomb and like cool get famous but think, um, get the results first yeah i honestly reckon um calling out the fitness industry is a way of drawing attention to yourself like it's just people are just using it now it's yeah like, oh, the industry's fucked and people do all these do all these things that i don't do and i'm really good and yeah it's like every industry has um like issues yeah you know it's like cool yeah like focus on the solutions yeah like stop addressing the problems so that you look like a the knight in shining armor it's like, oh, I can't, oh, thank God you come to save the day, Ben Scott SC, who yeah. identified all the issues. Yeah. It's like, and identifying all these things that you didn't do. Like, yeah. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah. just, you know, these are the cards that we have. Like, make a difference where you can, be positive, you know, yeah. and go from there. You know, but it's unfortunately like people are going to be coining in on, on, you know, the state, the quote unquote, poor state of our industry but it's like thriving industry's thriving like it's vastly growing it's becoming very monetized even like spilling over to other jason obesity is still increasing yeah and (laughs) that's the argument it's um (laughs) spilling over to other industry though like uh, i think 
active wear is the highest industry online now in the online shopping space wow that's the the fastest growing and highest fuck so i'm just saying that if the industry is that bad how is it growing yeah that much it's yeah. like there's there's just people going you do you do like don't get me wrong it's fucking absolute pieces of shit out there like <laughs> fucking coining in on shit but there's people that sell shit to people people sell fucking insurance to people that don't need yeah, it yeah and shit plumbers and shit yeah like i'm just saying like i have some fucking context about the yeah. world like yeah you know the the fitness industry is going to be there tomorrow it's going to yeah. be the day after like yeah um there's other industries where people do courses and walk straight in like fucking trades man like people walking in and who you know yeah. are qualified from x or not at all and yeah. then they're building structures that people are going to live in or work in yeah it's like tell me that that's not an issue too like, yeah and, that's, and it happens and worse off is that the regulatory person there is the business owner and they cut corners to save money too yeah it's like it's the worst yeah <laughs> so then there's so it's just like your own wheelhouse is, you know, you operate with integrity, you do the best you can. Like anyone that comes across you as part of your circle, you're trying to, you know, positively benefit them and all those things. I kind of just feel like if we all just did that, things would be a little bit better. Yeah. And then, yeah, like every now and then we get a little bit salty and... Yeah, like don't get yeah. me wrong, I don't mind... Express good, my frustrations. I don't mind a good rant on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We were just discussing on our lunch break that like we haven't got angry on the episode or... And I haven't posted like a good old fashioned rant on Instagram for a while because it's like my emotional energy is being drained. Just bro. Cooked. I, went to, I went on a holiday a month ago and I'm just like so many moving parts to my life. Right yeah, now. yeah. It's just like all I'm in too, a positive manner though. I'm too tired to be mad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, like I'm sure once I go for a little break and stuff, I'll come back and have some more food. Yeah, I've also banned myself from social media on Thursdays, so that's really changed my life. Yeah, because um, I'm out of empathy by thursday and just get mad at everyone that post dumb shit and i just want to argue with everyone on yeah facebook so that's yeah, a good that- tip for your personal trainers too just be really aware of your emotional energy um and when it starts to expire and how you behave yeah just in general i think i think everyone could do with a little bit of like it's very ironic that we're using a podcast and talking about social media and then telling people to switch off but it's like just keep learning, listening into ours yeah just learning how to just balance the ship a little bit i think i don't yeah. think we're aware of just like how much stimulation we're getting from everywhere and how yeah. being distracted is starting to become normal a normal state of mind yeah um so switching off in general however you see fit you know turning your phone off putting it in a drawer having structured days where you don't do x yeah um i think that yeah we're we're probably all a little bit better off yeah. um just doing things like that so yeah, just um, map watching yeah. a um, mad fucking bird fight out the window. Uh, okay, I'm just listening to um, uh, Indy sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> There's heaps going on on Friday oh, afternoon. Oh, yeah, it's, it's fucking kicking off on this episode, guys. <laughs> All right, I think we'll wrap it up. Eh? Yeah. yeah so, so brought to you by... Uh, or brought to you by STC Fit Learning. We already did that at the start, didn't we? Yeah, but I like doing it again. Right, so STC it. Fit Learning, go to the Instagram, which is at STC Fit underscore learning. Hit the link in bio for all the information about our education service, sccfit.com for online interest. Um, You can also still donate for the uh, charity day that we ran, which would be last week now, which is in three days for me, which is confusing. Um, Jason Glee for Z Coach on Instagram. At Ben Scott SC, at Tam Vibes underscore, I think. No. Butchered that, but who gets? No, underscore. (laughs) 
Just ten just vibes. Just ten vibes. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's, that's it. it. Oh, screenshot it, you jerks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, thanks for tuning in.